Sister Crystal and Brother Matt in Florida. God, you are a comforter and a counselor. God, you are the peacemaker, our Jehovah Shalom, the God that is our peace. Uh, we lift up Brother Louie in this particular time of trouble. God, begin to move into this place right now tonight, God. Lord, let the rain begin to blow in this place. Let the wind begin to blow, God. Let the fire begin to fall, God. Lord, we've come in with an expectation. And God, we don't want to move from this place until you bless us right now. God, begin to clap your hands, all ye people. Somebody shout with a voice of triumph. Celebrate your God here tonight and let us worship our King. Rend our hearts tonight unto God. Not just our garments, but rend our hearts unto God. Oh God, visit us, Jesus.
I'm thankful for a God that is dynamic. I'm thankful for a God that is relentlessly chasing me just to have a relationship with me. And those that feel lonely and downtrodden tonight, just know that you have a God that will never leave you nor forsake you. It says that our God is an all-consuming fire, but it goes on to say in the Old Testament that he's even a jealous God. He is jealous for you. Everything else, he said, let there be, but you he formed. You are wonderfully and fearfully made, and he desires to place somebody into the cleft of the rock, into that secret place, into that safe place here tonight. And some individuals here tonight are struggling, but there is no, there is a God that is jealous for you. A God that relentlessly chases you in the midst of your battle, in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your heartache. A God that is a father to the fatherless and the defender of widows. Can we lift our hands tonight and let comfort begin to arise in this place? Even though you may not feel like you're worthy to lift your hands, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Lift your hands onto your God. It signifies that I am relinquishing my burdens onto the King of Kings. I'm relinquishing my burdens to the one that said, Come on to me, all those that are burdened and heavy laden, and I shall give thee rest. Let the God of rest begin to fall. Lift your voice, children of the Most High, and begin to cast your cares upon him. Oh, God, let peace begin to arise. God, I sense that you want to produce a breakthrough here tonight. God, you want to break every chain of bondage in this place. God, you want to heal. God, not just body, but heart and mind and soul. God, begin to move on your children here tonight. In Jesus' name, I don't know about you, but I'm Jacob in the need of a blessing, ready to wrestle to the breaking of day until God changes my name. God, change this place to Penel God which translates to God I have seen you face to face and you have spared my life somebody desires that tonight don't let fatigue hinder you don't let the Texas sun cook you out of your blessing don't let the concerns of the week hinder what God has for you here tonight oh God move I really sense it God, you want to move. If somebody would come to this altar, see what your God will do. If somebody would come to this altar, watch the wonders of your God activate. God, sweep into this place. God, let it be a sweet aroma of peace. Let it be a sweet incense of your shalom, your peace, God. Come on, you sense it. I know you do. We're discerning it right now, a peace that passes all understanding. God, you're not in the fire in my life. You're not in the wind, God. You're not in the earthquake, but God, you are in the still small voice. Speak to somebody like Elijah in the cave. Remind them that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, God, let somebody have the faith to come out of the cave here tonight. That's it, Sister Dorinda, lift your voice. Oh, God, let the chains break tonight. Oh, here it comes. That's it. That's it, children of the Most High. We've come to experience Him. 
I need an experience with you, God. I need an encounter with you tonight, God. Bring me to the Mount Sinai and let your glory fill this mountain. God, I want lightnings and earthquakes and fire in the furnace uh, because you are speaking to me, God. Even if it's 40 seconds, 40 minutes, and 40 days, I need you to speak to me and reassure me and these people, God. Speak to me on the mountain, God. God, begin to burn the mountain right now, God. Begin to descend and speak to your sons and daughters. Speak to your people, oh God. Bo Shalom Yeshua, come peace of Jesus. Bo Shalom Elohim, come peace of God. Burn us, God. Let us be your burning ones tonight. That's it, church. Begin to rend your heart. We weep between porch and altar, God. For you to restore what the cake worm has devoured. That's it, children. That's it, children of the Most High. Oh God, I don't want to talk about you. 
That's it, Mary. Lift your voice. That's it, Sister Mary. Somebody just begin to relinquish your pain. Somebody begin to relinquish that burden unto your God, the one that restores families, the one that is a God of countless second chances, the one that is a restorer of the feeble knees, the one that is a restorer of those that are despondent. Begin to relinquish unto him your hurt and your pain and your sorrow and your doubt and your uncertainty and watch your God work in this place. Somebody begin to praise him in this house. I want him to inhabit our praises here tonight. I want him in the very midst of our cry and our tribulation and our praise. I don't want to move until he changes my name. I don't want to move until he changes the circumstance. God, give me Pinnell. I see you face to face, and you have spared my life. That's it. Keep your minds on the Lord. Keep your focus on the Lord. Come on, protecting our minds. The work week is not going to creep in. The circumstance that happened before the service isn't going to creep in. It's just you and Jesus right now. Come on. There's some few in the pews. If you would just let go, watch God work. Watch God work in your marriage. Oh, God, begin to sweep into this place, holy one, mighty one, sovereign one, righteous one, comforter, counselor. God, visit your children here tonight. 
Visit us, Yeshua. Visit us, Jesus. presence of our holy God. Holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The Ancient of Days. Can we join with the angels tonight? Holy. A cry around the throne. Holy, holy. Lord God holy, holy. Kadosh, 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 atadonai. Come on, let that be our praise. Let it be a declaration of faith. Darkness can't stand this. Let darkness begin to flee in recognition of the God that we serve and the one that they fear. That's it. 
I sing in the bottom of the valley. He is holy. On the mountaintop, he is still holy. to children of the Most High. Be reassured of the one you serve.
And we lift our hands tonight. We close our eyes unto a holy God and put every ounce of our being before him. Every ounce of what we are as creation before the creator. And we just begin right now just to pour our heart out to him. God, thank you. Thank you so much for your presence, Holy One. Thank you, God, for the sweet presence, that still small voice that's speaking to us this evening, the peace that is in this atmosphere, the reassurance that is in this atmosphere, the joy that is unspeakable that is in this atmosphere, the peace that passes all understanding, God, that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you here tonight. And God, I really, truly believe, God, and I sense that you're beginning to restore and heal in this place. Uh, And God, I've got to celebrate how you're working amongst your sons and your daughters, God. We've got to celebrate, oh God, your power and your love and your peace. Uh, God, we celebrate you because you are holy, God. The one word that is all-encompassing of your wonders uh, is holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Kadosh, 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 Adonai, You are holy, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for what we've experienced this evening. Thank you, God, for the encounter that you've blessed us with. I thank you, God, that out of all of creation, Uncle Bob, that he's mindful of us. There's a lot of creation out there, but he's mindful of us. Amen. You may return to your seats this evening. If you are praying, please continue to pray. Amen. What a beautiful service we had this morning once again. It is a tremendous honor and very humbling to have the vote of confidence to be instilled. And I am excited to be on this journey with you. I am excited to see where God is going to take us. And as I've said before, I need you. And we are in this together. I like adventures, don't you? Amen. So I'm excited to see what God does. This week, we have our retreat happening the 28th through the 30th at Summer Mills. We have a multitude of events that are transpiring. We have evening services that will be happening. We know that we're going to have Brother Sister Rainer from Tennessee coming to minister. And they'll be staying over on the 3rd of July that Sunday to preach and to minister to this church. They are good friends of this church. Amen. We have that a multitude of events happening. We have those services. And we're looking forward to the unity that will be transpiring. We're looking forward to the fellowship that will be transpiring for our church. Amen. Don't forget to come see me at archery. Amen. I'm excited to see how we all do with a bow and arrow. It's exciting stuff. We'll start signing up for the activities and breakout sessions Tuesday, right after 3 o'clock when we can check in. We'll have some sign-ups depending on what activities you would like to do. We also have Bible Jeopardy, you know. And so there's lots of things going on. And so uh, we'll have a schedule uh, copied out. And then Tuesday at noon, for those of you that are able, we're going to meet here at the church to gather the things that we need, you know, like plates and cups and forks and so forth. And, and so that way we're all ready to go. And then that night we'll begin with service. And then the next day after breakfast we'll start our activities. 
Amen. We are looking forward to it. Amen. Our Subsplash app is doing well. I think we're at about 70 downloads, uh, over 280 media plays. So that's exciting stuff. Uh, a few of you, I was really excited. I like to look at the data and the analytics. A few of you have made the New Life app your home app on your device. So that's exciting. Amen. I'd want my home app to be the church as well. Amen. And to be in the church. Amen. So looking forward to seeing what God will do with that app. Is there any other announcements this evening? Yes, Brother Charles. I'm sorry. Plug in griddles. That's going to be for the pancake eating, or I'm sorry, I was going to say eating contest, Pat That's Bishop. A lie. But the uh, the pancake art that'll be going on. Some people Some call of us, it slapjacks. If we, if we watch us, it'll be an eating contest. Yeah. There's a good possibility that's going to happen. Amen. In some places, they call them flapjacks. In in Canada, where I was born, sir, well, call them I, flapjacks. I know you were close to Canada, but. Uh, but I came to Texas as soon as I could, sir. Also, if you would, if you're able, if you're able. I know many of you are bringing your own water and juice and sodas and things of that nature. If you're able to buy a little extra for the church to help out the church, that would be very much appreciative if you're able to do so. Thank you. There are no more announcements. We're going to receive our Sunday night tithe and half shekel offering. Amen. Your love is everlasting. It's an everlasting love. Your mercy is as new as every rising of the sun.
Glory to the Lord. Our ensemble can be seated. So good to see you again this evening. Boy, we've already had a tremendous move of the Lord. And I tell you, I appreciate Bishop and his wife. Love them and appreciate them. Amen. Bishop and I have traveled in many places outside of the United States. We were talking about it today. Uh, we were uh, a few years younger, I would say, probably a lot. But we went to Africa one day, uh, one year together, uh, and Kenya, no, it wasn't Kenya, it was Zambia. And we were flying back, and we landed in the airport, and they had held the next plane for us, and it was a big airport, and we had to run. I'm, when I'm talking about a long ways, seemed like a marathon to me. And I was telling him today, Bishop, I don't think we could have made that run now unless the gate was right next door. So I do appreciate Bishop and his wife. I appreciate what he stands for, his life, his consistency. Amen. I appreciate them coming. I'd like to ask Bishop to come now, if he would, and deliver the word that God has laid on his heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord, a shout of praise. I like hand clapping, but I like to hear voices. I think, Elder Phillips, we sometimes substitute opening our mouth and praising God with just a hand clap. I'm not knocking it, but I think God's listening for something. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I, I want to give my... No, it's going to work again. But there's just something about, I, don't, I can't explain it. Evangelist Greg does a mic in the back. So I'm going to get you another mic. Let's try this one. Every time we come here, we remember some things, just reminiscing, you know, over good times that we've had. And, we have traveled several miles together, Elder White and myself, amen, and he's always been a good help. I didn't know I didn't know it was going to make that plane in Johannesburg. One thing I knew, I didn't want to spend the night there. And so lo and behold, they sent two young ladies to get us. Now, with all due respect to my wife, this is the only time, and I ain't told it to nobody else, but we chased them girls. I said, we chased them girls. And it was only by the grace of God we was able to, to keep up enough that they'd hold the plane for us. Amen. We've had good times in the Philippines. We've had good times uh, anywhere we we're together in fellowship. We've always enjoyed uh, the fellowship with the saints of God in ministry. Amen. Tonight's no different. We thank the Lord for the fellowship, the friendship, the kindness you've shown to us. Thank Elder White and his family taking us out to lunch today. And amen. 
told the church at home, I said, uh, would you believe me if I could tell you how to cut your budget real quick? They looked at me like a bunch of hoot owls. I said, quit eating so much. Fast a little bit more. Hallelujah. Fast a little bit more. Some things only come by fasting and prayer. You can study till you're blue in the face and faint and fall out. But some things only come by fasting and prayer. Amen. And so I was studying in the Word a few days ago. And I enjoy better when uh, I get a little notice about a service uh, that I'm going to preach, especially out of town. Amen. And so I got a little notice on this account. And so I was reminiscing and looking through the Word of God in my daily Bible reading. And all of a sudden, something just popped out. Your Bible ever do that? Some of those words are on a spring. And when you touch it with the right spirit, it just pops out. Hallelujah. Well, I think that's what happened. So tonight, if you don't enjoy me, try to enjoy the Word of God. Hallelujah. I, I want to use three verses of Scripture tonight. Preacher, does that mean you're not going to be very long? I can't tell you that. I can't make those commitments. Praise the Lord. But I do know that I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing for God. I'm going to use three verses of Scripture, chapter, the, uh, chapter 1 of the book of Mark, verse 16 and 17. And then I'm going to use the book of St. John, chapter 9, verse number 27. Hallelujah. Amen. And again, we appreciate the invitation to come. And we're looking to hear good things out of New Life Apostolic Church in this community. I promise you, I read the population sign coming down the road this morning 153,000 plus that's a lot of souls and I began to try to imagine I wonder how many of them how many of them have we reached 10% yet have we reached 12% of these lost souls that are running up and down these roads every day of the week Hallelujah. It's just something to think about. I know you're there now, so let's turn there. I don't know if he's got it up on the screen. Yeah, he's got it there. Uh, chapter number 1, verse number 16 and 17. Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you fishers of men. If you flip over to the book of John real quick, if you take some more time, I'll wait on you. Praise the Lord. But in the book of John, chapter 9, verse number 27. Talking about the blind man. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, just... Just one verse. And so when he, the blind man was questioned, he used a, a little bit of good knowledge there. He answered them, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore, would ye hear it again? The next question is what I want us to think about tonight. Will you also 
be his disciples. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise, if you will. Amen. Would you be his disciple? I want to preach tonight from the simple subject, discipleship. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. I, when I first got in church, I got delusioned about several scriptures in the Word. And I, up until I started going to church, I didn't even read the Bible. So when I started going to church, I was a what the Bible calls a novice. I had no clue. And I began to listen to the preachers preach and hear what they said. And then I began to read literature about the gospel and different things. And you have to be careful in our day and time. It was a little bit more uh, reasonable in when I was growing up. But this day and time, you got to be careful what you read, who you read behind, what you pick up somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I, I began to look at this word discipleship. I thought, Brother Philip, I knew what it was. I had my mind made up. This is what it means. And I lived by that for several years. I was told early when I started going to church that disciples means followers of Jesus. Now, I know you got scared real quick. Don't have to get scared. I'm going to stay in the book. But I thought, Elder White, it was followers of Jesus. It seems like, and I don't have perfect memory, but it seems like I read that somewhere when I first started going to church. Followers of Jesus. That's what disciples means. That's what discipleships mean. But then I got introduced to Webster's Dictionary. Oh, Hallelujah. I'm not even going to ask if you know. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I don't want to embarrass anybody. Amen. But Webster's Dictionary says, one who receives instructions from another. That's a whole lot different than just following around behind somebody. Multitudes followed Jesus. Everywhere he went, multitudes followed Jesus. Hallelujah. And most of the religious world looked at that and they said look at how many followers he had they were the disciples of Christ but being a disciple means more it means receiving instructions from someone else hallelujah that word receive means to take it in and believe it hallelujah take it in Hallelujah. We've been encouraged in the service tonight already. Let God do a work for you. Tear down those walls or whatever you got going on in your life. Amen. Those the preconceived ideas you got about what things mean and what they don't mean. Look at the Word of God. Amen. And let the Word of God teach us something. Praise the Lord. We know that John the Baptist had disciples. Come on, Bible readers. Help me out a little bit. I ain't going no strange territory. Hallelujah. I said, we know John the Baptist had disciples. Because Jesus' disciples run them down. And he said, they're not doing what we're doing and they're not following us. So we told them they didn't have a right. They weren't supposed to do that. And Jesus said, let them alone. Let them alone. Hallelujah. He said, if they're not for us, they're against us. Hallelujah. And if they're not against us, they're for us. So we taught them a little bit of a lesson there, amen, about thinking that everybody's got to be in the same house, doing the same thing. 
Hallelujah. If I thought my church was the only one going to heaven, I'd lock the doors Monday morning. I'm sorry, I'm too far away from home. Monday afternoon when I get there. Hallelujah. If I thought they're the only ones going to heaven. Praise the Lord. But I'm thankful that I have enough confidence in most of them. I believe some of them are going to heaven. I conceded to keep my sense of humor and my knowledge that I have gained over the years, amen, and establishing in our church that I have three congregations in the same building at the same time. That way you can count one church and multiply it times three. <coughs> Hallelujah. I got one church, Brother Brown, that I pastor. In that same setting, I have another church that I just preach to. They don't listen to me. They don't receive what I'm saying. They, I just preach to them. And then I got another group there that I just put up with. Hallelujah. Because I've learned i got to keep my mind straight. I can't let junk and people and every other thing mess up my mind. Hallelujah. The Bible said the Lord would give us excuse me, a sound mind. A sound mind. Oh, hallelujah. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm looking for that until the day I die. Thank you. I had a bottle back there I was going to bring with me, and I walked off and left it. Amen. And so uh, usually I don't do a lot of drinking the water in the pulpit, but uh, I may have to tonight before it's over. Praise the Lord. We know, <coughs> thank you, brother. <clears throat> brother George, I just learned his name this week. I just learned his name, but guess what? It wasn't because he was over-friendly. It's because I seen him looking at me. <laughs> and so when I eased down that outside aisle this morning, I just said, what's your name? Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Now I think we're going to be friends. Praise the Lord. We also understand from the Word of God, church, and you've read it and I've read it. It's been preached over and over time and time again. Apostle Peter had disciples. I said multitudes. Multitudes covered the side of the street when he walked downtown. Because there's something between him and God. I haven't read of anybody else having in all the word of God. There's something about Apostle Peter. When he walked down the side of the street, his shadow, his shadow passing over them, healed them, healed them. It wasn't no three or four days of fasting and praying. It wasn't all that. He had something special with God. Hallelujah. He had a special relationship with God. Then we look in the scripture and we find out that Apostle Paul had uh, disciples following him. If that word follow would be sufficient. Because not many of them have obeyed his word. Hallelujah. But they claim to be disciples. Jesus Christ had disciples and then he had a crowd of multitudes following him. Now, in one place, we understand that he was wondered if they followed him for the fishes and the loaves. And I got a sense of understanding that that is exactly what they did. A lot of people go to church just for what they can get, not for what they can be. For what they can receive and not what they can do. Oh, hallelujah. And we ain't about as dead as we want people to think we are.
guess somewhere along the way we have received an interpretation that it means to be dignified. Talk in your inside voice. Yeah, I, I picked up on some of these modern terms because this is a modern day. Amen. Now, I, when I was growing up, I didn't know what an inside voice was. I had the same voice inside and outside. Hallelujah. But hey, we need to get back to doing something that the Bible said. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Oh, hallelujah. Makes me want to jump a little bit. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus had multitudes, amen, that followed him. But when it come to the crucifixion, there was only a few there. And most of them were standing afar off. And then he was putting the scriptures for us. He said, many are called, but few are chosen. Few are chosen. Hallelujah. Amen. Disciples of Christ, according to scripture, amen, they follow his instructions. They receive them and they follow them. Praise the Lord. If you don't follow it, you hadn't received it. Because when you fail to follow it, then you're rejecting it. Hallelujah. And so we need some disciples. I wonder tonight if there's anybody would like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All you've got to do is ask him. He's got an invitation waiting for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. John 10 and 5 tells us, amen, that a stranger... The disciples of Christ will not follow. Now, let me tell you something tonight, church, unless you haven't been around the world very much. Amen. There's a whole multitude of stuff out there in the world. Hallelujah. And all of them folks that's involved in all of that, they think it's okay and there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm going to tell you tonight, church, anything that will separate you from the love of God is not God's will. It is not God's will. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm glad today that God gave me a heart to want to be in his will. Hallelujah. I'm not dying to preach. I'm not looking for auditions so I can go and show you how well I can preach. I want to show the world how good I can live. I said, I want to be able to show the world how good I can live. Hallelujah. How much I can be like Christ. Hallelujah. How much can I be like him? Not in my flesh, I can't be very much like him. But if I let his spirit lead me, I can be more like him every day I pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Look what the Lord did with these men that he chose. Now, we know in the scripture, you're a Bible reader, we know they were classified as ignorant and unlearned men. It's bad for people with arthritis to get up here and jump and say, oh, that makes me feel so good. Well, they told me that's what I had, so I just took their word for it and went on about my business. Hallelujah. But I'm still walking. I'm still talking. I'm still jumping every now and then. I'm still lifting my hands a little bit. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I still raise my voice every now and then. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Because I found that's what the Lord said doing the word. Amen. And we look at these disciples. The Bible said he chose 70 and he sent them out two by two. And he said to them, very brief instructions. He said, don't take a purse. Don't take two coats. Put your sandals on. Hallelujah. And that's what they did. I never read anywhere in all the book that I've read, all this Bible I've read, I had never read anywhere they said, Lord, you know I've been going barefooted all my life. I don't want no sandal. I'm not in that group. I don't go barefooted. Hallelujah. I want something on my feet to cover my toes when I bump them. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't want to get all messed up with junk in this world. And I follow the word of God. I'll be okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. He sent them. Amen. And he told them to heal the sick. Raise the dead. Did you know we got more spiritually dead than they've ever had literally dead? That's the group that needs to be raised. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The Bible's filled with things that these men of God did. You've read it over and over again. I'm just here to encourage us, amen, tonight to make up our mind. I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I don't want to just tag along behind him and eat the dust that he kicks up with his feet. I don't want to do that. I want to be his disciple. Praise God. And I'm working on it. Now, you may not can tell it, but I am. Praise the Lord. And so in the dream, Apostle Paul saw a man from Macedonia. In a dream. Is that touchable? I don't want to turn it over. I don't want to break nothing. Hallelujah. He saw a man from Macedonia. He had plans. He had things on his mind. He had places to go. He had things to do. Is that like us today? Yeah, I got things to do. I got places to go. I'm so busy, busy, busy. Apostle Paul was the same way until he saw that dream. I still believe God speaks to people in dreams. Oh, hallelujah. I really do. Amen. And so he saw that man from Macedonia, and this man was beckoning unto him to come. Come over to Macedonia and help us. Woo! And Paul immediately made preparations to go. To go. My Lord Jesus. Peter was sent down to a place. Three men came looking for him. Three men come looking for us today. We'd be scared to death. We want them to show us their ID. Where'd you come from? What you got on your mind? Hallelujah. But those men came there to get Peter. That's while they was waiting and while Peter was waiting for lunch, he climbed up on the housetop. I was able to see in one of our trips to Israel that very little dwelling where he was that when he saw this vision, had this dream. He was up on top of that housetop, about half starved to death, he thought. Amen. And then the Lord gave him a Bible lesson. Have you ever had a Bible lesson from God? Hallelujah. We just had a, a lady from a, a Baptist church started going to church with us. And she wasn't 
suited up for all the apostolic ways. And the Lord give her something one night, not in church, at home. The Lord revealed a scripture to her. And she spent 15 minutes testifying about that vision or that dream or that verse of scripture that God had given to her. She'd been wearing pants all of her adult life. Never could understand it. But she said when the Lord told her, it changed everything, Brother Lewis, she thought about. When the Lord told her. And she went on for about 15 minutes. And I had a man that couldn't hardly stand it. He's there and he won't accept the word when you tell it to him or read it to him or anything else. And he said, uh, got, got up right behind her and testified. He said, you don't have to worry about all that. The Lord, uh, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord looks on the heart. But show me where the Lord said he didn't look on anything but the heart. More about this message uh, than what most people hear. And many people don't want to hear because they haven't made up their mind yet, I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want to be. Amen. So Peter was instructed from the Lord. He said, the men are here now. Go, to, go down and go with them. They didn't go to the next day, but it was already noontime, and I don't know how far they had to walk. Brother John might can tell you wherever he's at. <laughs> I don't know how far they had to walk. Amen. But uh, I didn't see no cars parked outside. I didn't see no bicycles out there. I didn't hear. I didn't see the scripture say, "Jump on that bicycle and get on over down to Cornelius." I didn't see none of that. I, so I'm taking it, brother Philip. You had to walk. Man, if you had to walk to church, how often would you come? I know. Right now, I can hear those voices echoing back there. Preacher, you don't know how far I live from church. That just means you got to start earlier. <laughs> you just have to start earlier. Amen. You got to start earlier. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we find, amen, that Peter ended up getting up and going with them. And the Lord told him, if you study scriptures and read them close, the Lord told him to doubt nothing. Woo! You're talking about some healings in the house. If we get people not to doubt anything, my Lord. I said, if we can get people to the place where they're not going to doubt anything. Hallelujah. Some people doubt everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if we can get people there, talk about raise them up. Pour some more water out, Brother Phillips. Hallelujah. Get some, get, get some of that holy water on them. Get it moving inside of them so they can do things without doubting. Ain't come to the front and pray without doubting. You can't bring doubt with you. You're going to leave doubt back there on the seat. I hope it's all right. If it ain't, I'll be gone a few hours. Hallelujah. But you, you, got, you got to leave doubt back here on the seat somewhere. Better if you left him outside. Hallelujah. I said it'd be better if you left him totally outside and just come in here with faith bubbling over inside of us. And then we see these miracles like people talk about they want to see. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. I don't know who they think they're fooling. I watch them come to church the same way every service. They ain't changed nothing. They ain't doing any better. They ain't acting any better. Oh, but I'm there. Yeah, and you got two, both pockets full of doubt. 
and God would have to knock you out. Hallelujah. To get you to believe anything. Hallelujah. Thank God for the word, aren't you? We know that John was put on the Isle of Patmos. Wonderful place to live. Crooks, murderers, thieves. All those undesirable folks. And it's amazing to me. It didn't bother John a bit. They done put his eyes out. And so he just went on. Hallelujah. But something about it, something about this story. I'm trying to tell you tonight, church. Amen. I, I'd like to see somebody make up their mind tonight. I don't want to be a follower of the Lord, just a follower. I want to be a disciple. Hallelujah. I want to be one that takes that word of God and eats it, and it becomes a well of living water inside of me. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we know that God gave that blind man named John, amen, a revelation. Oh, hallelujah. A revelation. He gave him a revelation of the final day. They got a name they call us, people that preach the end of the world and, and all this stuff coming to pass. They, they, the world's got a name they call us. I forgot what it was. Amen. That's how much it really meant to me. I just didn't worry about even remember what it was. Uh, you know, I can deal with you calling me whatever just about. Amen. As long as you don't take my car keys from me, I'll be out of here in distance after a while. And you say what you want to. Hallelujah. Amen. But we find that God took this blind man, gave him a revelation of the final days. Amen. And he did not even heal John's eyes. Man, what kind of God is this? He didn't even heal John's eyes. Man, get a revelation like John God, He don't need eyesight. There ain't much telling what he wrote in that book if he'd had eyesight. You look around us today and we could write a book ourselves about the things we see every day, things we experience every day. Peter, Paul told Peter, uh, Timothy, he said, perilous times are coming. Perilous times are coming. John wasn't the only one that wrote about perilous times. Amen. Apostle Paul did. Perilous times is coming. Church, I want to warn us tonight. Amen. Time is closer than you think it is. We've got nations already in the cashless society. Already. Already. This is 2022. We've already got nations playing with these things, perfecting these things, getting it all together. Hallelujah. They think it's so wonderful. So wonderful. All of our modern inventions, we think it's so glorious. But all you can do in the palm of your hand. Oh, hallelujah. Order your groceries. Don't even have to go to the store. Order anything you want. Don't have to go to the store. Amen. Because we ain't worried about all those clerks down there depending on them stores for a job. All we're worried about is look what I can do. Look what I can do. That ain't the spirit of God. If it was, he wouldn't have went to Calvary. He'd have never stayed on Calvary. He had the power. Hallelujah. He, I said he had the power. He didn't have to stay there. But it's because of the love he had for me and you and people just like us and people worse than us. Hallelujah. He had a love for them. Amen. He wanted to see them saved. Amen. But what the Lord did for John was opened up his spiritual eyes. 
I doubt very seriously if John ever met Ezekiel. And I doubt if he ever met Daniel, two of the other prophecy writers about the end time. But when you read all of their stories and put them together, they agree together. Oh, hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what God, how God works. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I want to remind us tonight, church, amen, the disciples of Christ still receive and obey his instruction. Hallelujah. They still do it. That's a trademark of us. That's what we do. We just get instructions from God and we just do what he says do. Sometimes he tells you how much to put in the offering. If you're listening. I'm not supposed to be pastoring tonight. I'm supposed to be doing evangelistical work. Amen. But if you'll listen to God, oh, yeah, he'll tell you how much he wants you to put in the offering. Oh, hallelujah. Most people think if they're paying their tithes and putting in little offerings, man, they're doing extra well. That's just what your duty is. That's just your duty. You get beyond that, you get into those excessive blessings. Hallelujah. Now, I can tell you, I'm a witness of it. Amen. I am a witness of it. Praise the Lord. God has prepared for me in my senior years, amen, better than I could have ever prepared for myself on my own. Hallelujah. Brother Phillips helped me out, encouraged me, go sign up for this and go sign up for this. Amen. I started out with a 30% VA disability, and now I'm up to 90. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I'm still walking. Hallelujah. I said, I'm still walking. I ain't all been over and crippled up and say, I can't do this and I can't do that. Oh, hallelujah. That's what the devil wants all of us to believe. You're too crippled up. You're too hurt. You got too many pains. You can't do anything. All you can do is sit there and pray. Oh, God. He'd have a heart attack if you were to jump up. I said, the devil would have a heart attack if you were to jump up and start hollering Jesus as loud as you could. Bible says the devil has to flee at the name of Jesus. All you got to do is speak that name if you believe it. Hallelujah. I don't have to bow the devil. Luke 10 and 19, the Lord said he gave us power. Come on, church. Us power over all the power of the enemy. Yeah. Sis, I'm glad you got up back there. Give out tongues this morning. I was wondering if you lost them. Hallelujah. Amen. No, we're not dead. I don't want the devil to even think we're dead. Hallelujah. We ain't even halfway dead. Praise God. I shouldn't have said all that, but I did. Amen. The world does not set our standards for us. Oh, hallelujah. I said, they don't set our standards for us. If we're disciples of the Lord, you can read that book, and it'll tell you how to dress. It can tell you how to talk. It can even tell you how to pray. Oh, my Lord, what a good God we serve. Tells us so much things if we just, if we just listen and receive it. Amen. If we could just receive it, all the good things that God has given to us in the Word. Amen. The world can't teach us the things of God. Well, glory. I'm going to let you catch your breath while I catch mine. Hallelujah. I said, the world can't teach us about the things of God. I'm not reading behind Trinity authors. 
I'm not reading after them. What are they going to teach me? They're going to teach me to get away from God. That's what they're going to do. And follow their ways. Oh, hallelujah. Follow their ways. That's what the world wants to do anyway. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not, not going to bow to all that. Amen. Because I don't have to. Praise the Lord. Amen. We forsake things of pleasure willfully because, amen, we want to be sure that we're not being lured, lured away from God's will. So we forsake things. Praise God. Voluntarily. Voluntarily. We just say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. I'm not partaking in all that. Amen. I just, I just don't want to have no part of all that. Amen. And so that's why we keep believing in the word of God. It's been proven and proven and proven and proven and proven. And folks are still doubting and wondering if this is the word of God. Amen. Just get the book down and start reading. In John 8 and 31, the scripture said God was teaching his disciples to be steadfast. And so that's what we do in life. Amen. The apostolic people, they, they learn to be steadfast. Amen. You've been in church very long, there should not be a devil in hell that can move you. Oh, dear God. I said, if, if you let God lead you, there should not be a devil in hell or on earth, either one, that could turn you away from God. Turn you away from God. Amen. Sometimes disciples cause for us to deny ourselves. Being a disciple. Jesus said. You like those words, don't you? No, you don't? Well, I'm going to close my book and go home. If you don't like what the Jesus said, I, I'm done. Who's going to finish the service? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, I caught you napping, didn't I? Hallelujah. Discipleship calls for us to deny ourselves. One of the first things that Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 16 24, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and come follow me. God is still calling tonight. I said, He's still calling. Are you listening? Are you listening? Well, just go ahead and give me a nod or something. You still listening? Hallelujah. He is calling people. Come follow me. Come follow me. He told these 12 men that he picked, come follow me. He didn't promise them anything. He didn't fatten their pocketbook. All he said was come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. There are people today claiming they're ready to hear the Lord say well done. They're ready for him to come back and they've never won a soul. Never won a soul. Mm. Brother Philip challenged us this morning. Oh, hallelujah. About how long it's been since you told someone about that living water. Yeah, you talk about the hot weather and you can't do nothing about it. You talk about all the things of this world, you don't have controls. You can't do nothing about all that. Hallelujah. But you can do something about lost souls. You can share the word of God. Amen. The world's full of things that tempt us. Full. I don't care what age group you are. 
the world is full of stuff to tempt you. Amen. And to try to get you to deny God. Deny Him. If you're carrying doubt around, that's just a camouflage way of doubting God. And not accepting Him and what He says. Praise the Lord. But Jesus told Peter. Amen. I, I just love what I've learned in this book. Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, I prayed for you. He said, because Satan would like to sift you like wheat. Now, I don't know how many folks here tonight know what them sifters are. But my mama used to have a sifter in the kitchen, in the flour barrel. She'd get a little bit of that flour in there and she'd roll that sifter handle around. It, it sift that, that good stuff down to the bottom. Amen. I said, it sift that good stuff down to the bottom. What was left in there was trash. And she just threw it out. She didn't try to put it back in the meal barrel. That'd be stupid. You'd have to do it again the next time you made biscuits. She threw it away. So many church people today don't throw nothing away. Oh, hallelujah. I said, they hang on to too much stuff. Glory to God. And it's not good for anything. Praise the Lord. But we find out in the scriptures, amen, that Satan would like to destroy us. He had his way. He'd annihilate the kingdom of God tonight before you could get home. But he doesn't have the power he thinks he's got. Hallelujah. No, you may let him have power over your life, but it'll be against the will of God. Because he died so you and I could have power over the power of the enemy. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And we find out in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6, amen, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that's the very thing that Satan wants to get out of your life. Wrap it up, box it up, send it to the trash. Get that faith out of your heart where you don't believe God. A lot of folks say, I believe God. But according to what I found in Webster's Dictionary, they're not receiving what he said. So now, I don't know what time they lied. They lied before, or they're still lying now. I don't know where. They lied when they said they did believe God, and they didn't. Or they lied when they said they believe in God now, and they don't. Well, glory to God. I'm just country boy. I ain't, ain't been to the big cities long enough. Amen, to get uh, caught up in a lot of stuff. Amen, but I, I'm glad what I, what I did get caught up in. I got caught up in this message. Hallelujah. I, I got caught up in Acts 2.38 salvation. I got caught up in these things. Praise the Lord. And I believe that Jesus wants us to get, as the song says, wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Praise the Lord. Our master said in Matthew 9 and 29, according to your faith, be it done unto you. No other requirements. I done got out on the limb now. That's what he said. You got any Bible readers have read that for yourself before? Oh, come on. You can do better than that. I need to know. I need to know. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what the word tells us, church. Amen. 
And he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. He said to the blind man, according to your faith, be made whole. When you come down for prayer, just believe. It don't matter if anybody don't lay any hands on you. If you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to be able to come to this front and lift up both hands and get victory for yourself. If that's what you really want. If you don't really want victory, then I don't know why you're coming up. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God is so good. More than once, Jesus referred to your faith. The blind man, he asked the blind man, do you think I can do this? And he said, yea, Lord. Then he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Oh, hallelujah. There's problems in this house. Hidden problems. We don't like to talk to people about our problems. We don't like to discuss our situations. And you have to be careful. You can't discuss them with everybody. I understand that. But you're going to have to put some confidence in somebody. Hallelujah. But if you've got the Holy Ghost tonight, church, God has given you the power. Amen. Jesus used these things that he did in the Gospels to build people's faith. He didn't go around doing it just because he could do it. Mm, I'm losing y'all quick. I try, to, I try to hurry. He didn't go around doing all that things to build your faith problems come to your life it's not because God don't love you he is wanting to build your faith he don't put stuff on you to build my faith he don't let things happen to other families to build the faith in my family he deals with us one on one personally hallelujah and you need to get a desire to personally get with him one on one one-on-one. Amen, amen, amen. And so the Bible tells us that the disciples were fearful at one place in the Scripture. They were fearful. Waves is coming in the boat. Jesus back there asleep. <laughs> Y'all know the story. And he woke, they woke him up. And he said, Oh, of little faith where is your faith God doesn't sleep but if he did he could do just as much in his sleep as he could do awake cause he's God hallelujah he can do just as much in the good times as he can do in the bad times amen he can do just as good for you in the troubled trials of life as he can do when everything's running smooth oh hallelujah amen I'm trying to hurry here amen but the instructor worked wonders in their sight to build their faith. He didn't come to earth to do that. He didn't come to earth to heal you of every problem you have. He come to earth to save your soul. To save your soul. And without faith, it is still impossible to please God. And without faith, you're going to never stay victorious. You're going to always be fighting and struggling with things you shouldn't be fighting and struggling with. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will help build our faith by what he allows to come into our path. Hallelujah. But the first thing we want to do, the first thing we want to do, oh, i got to find somebody to pray this away for us. You ain't going to get no faith praying everything away. You get faith in you built up when you start going through stuff. Hallelujah. Look what we've been through. Hallelujah. Look what we've been through. And we're still in church. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember how many times the Lord has touched your individual body. Now, I'm a little bit loose on this, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead anyway. Amen. Because I've seen some of you in the prayer lines over and over and over again. I'm not opposed to praying for anybody. Don't get me wrong. Amen. But I want to know tonight, and I'll ask you the same thing, Jesus, is where is your faith? What do you really believe? Mm-hmm. Please don't try to tell me until I get through. <laughs> Hallelujah. What do you really believe? Amen. If you, if you remember, amen, how many prayers has God answered for you personally how many somebody want to shoot me a number many oh I heard something else too many too many times he's answered prayer for me I test myself every now and then and I pray about things I don't even tell my wife about it I pray about it see how close I am to God whether he's still working in me According to my faith. Now, I'm not against asking for prayer. <laughs> I promise you that. Amen. But I got to know myself. I got to know myself. God is going to answer my prayer. Oh, hallelujah. God is going to answer my prayer. Building up our faith. Believing that God's going to answer our prayer. Hallelujah. Remember how many times he's touched your body. Remember how many doors he's opened for you. Oh, just think about it. Think about it. Amen. Remember how many times he's provided for you. Hmm, just open up windows. You didn't even know where it was coming from. But he just began to bless. Just began to bless. He's trying to help us build our faith in him. In him. Hallelujah. Build our faith in him. The songwriter said, build your hope on things eternal. Build your hope on things eternal and hold to God's unchanging hand. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm planning to go to heaven. I'm planning on leaving this world. I'm planning on going on over to the glory world. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be able to sit down with all these others that's gone. Hallelujah. And worship and praise the Lamb of God throughout endless ages. Amen. I'm not just living for today. I got more to go to heaven for. Hallelujah. Amen. God's worthy of our praise. We shouldn't count it a chore to be encouraged to praise God. God's worthy of our trust and our dedication because of what he's already done for us. Amen. He's worthy of our faith in him. Faith moves mountains. Oh, hallelujah. God is worthy of our faithfulness. He said it's required in stewards to be faithful. Hallelujah. God's concerned about our faithfulness. Amen. He's worthy of our obedience. 
and he's worthy of us being his disciple. Hallelujah. Because I promise you, he needs more of disciples in this world than just followers. Just followers. He needs more disciples. So I want to wind up with some questions here for you. Amen. Will you come follow him? In John, I read a scripture that said at the close of that verse of scripture, will you also be his disciple? Will you lay aside the weights that beset you? Will you do that and just run this race for God? Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Will you let your speech define you? Peter did. Peter did. He was, he was at the crucifixion. Jesus around the corners and looking here and there. Warming by the fire. Just, you know, just piddling around. So many people are piddling around playing church, living for God. Too many, too many, too many. Amen. We find out that this little maid come by and she says, You're one of them. Your speech betrayeth you. You're one of them. The challenge will be set forth for too many years left. Amen. And you may be asked the same personal question. And someone may say the same thing about you. Yeah, you're there. I come to church one night and heard you speak in tongues. That's where your speech betrays you. And it defines you as who you are. Who you are. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm about done. Amen. Y'all, somebody wants to come in music. Amen. Amen. Will you let your life be the example that Paul did? Paul did. Would you let your life be that tonight? As you make up your mind, I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you let your character be like his? Would you let your character be like his? attitude, your spirit, all that you do, would it remind people of Jesus in our world today? That's what's important, church. I said, that's what's important. Amen. Something was said about the disciples of Jesus in the, in the scriptures. And this is my last line that I'm going to give you tonight. Amen. It was said about them, these are they that turned the world upside down, and they are come here also. They are come here also. Oh, hallelujah. I believe that there's enough people right now in this building, amen, could do a great work for God, a great work for God in bringing lost souls to him. Hallelujah. And just presenting them. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you stand with us? Will you be his disciple? Will you be his disciple? It's a choice. It's something you got to decide. You can be a, a follower, just a follower. You can please a lot of people. A lot of families that don't have their families in church. Oh, and, and just to come and go through the motions and act like you're sincere about living for God. It would thrill them to death just for you to come. But how much?
much more would it thrill our Heavenly Father? He told him tonight, Lord, I want to be your disciple. I want to be one that receives your word and obeys that word. Hallelujah. That's what it's going to take to get us to heaven. Being a disciple of the Lord. Amen. Elder White, you and Brother John, you're going to close the service. Thank you for being with us tonight. I hope that you've felt something from God. Bishop, thank you for that beautiful message. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God of heaven. Amen. Discipleship. You know what? A lot of apostolic preachers preach a lot of things that are no longer popular in this life. But it's needful. It's needful. And the enemy will do everything in his bag of devices to cause people to receive their own instruction instead of the instruction of the Lord. And God, from the beginning of time, chose men to bring that instruction. Amen. The instruction of being kind one to another, tenderhearted, loving one another, forgiving one another. Not having aught against another. If you do, go to them. Confess it. Get right. I appreciate the message tonight. Receiving instruction and following it. We're not careful. We let our disappointments, our own personal agendas, stand in the way of being a disciple. This church is definitely on a journey. definitely on a journey. And I want to say this. Spend some time with the Lord. Determine in your heart are you going to follow the direction that God has laid on this man's heart because I want to be in one mind and one accord. I want souls to be saved. I want people to be strengthened. I want people to be renewed. And as long as you are halt between two opinions, you could be that very stumbling block that you have laid in front of a brother or sister or somebody walking in off the street wanting something real. Is it really worth it? Take some time. Take some time. Not my will, but thy will be done. 
I don't want to wander 40 years to get to the promised land. I'm ready to see people come and be touched and be restored and be renewed. Take some time. Take some time. In every movement of God throughout history, God would move upon the men that he called and the decisions that they made. drive people apart. It should not be so if we are disciples. Receiving instruction. Bishop, thank you. That is a message that I need and you need. Not just being a follower of Christ. Not just going through the motions that we think we need to do. But truly being what God has called us to be. Denying yourself. Taking up your cross and following Him. You'll be glad you did. We sang a song tonight, Better Than Life. Yielding to the Lord and following God in whatever plan that He gives the man of God is better than life. Unity brings the due to a place where it falls upon us. Running down the beard, going down to the hems of the garment. That's what we need. And it comes with making up our mind, determining in our heart. The Lord bless each and every one of you. There's a lot more I would like to say. A lot more I would like to say. A lot that I'm sensing. I will wait until I know it's time. But God is an awesome God. Doing great things. Preparing this church for a great, great outpouring of His Spirit. Don't forget the retreat. Those that are able to help, don't forget Tuesday at noon. Those of you that may buy a little extra drinks and so forth, don't forget to let Brother Charles or Sister Sandra know. Bishop, Sister Smith, we appreciate you and love you both. Thank you for coming. The Lord bless each and every one of you. The Lord keep you and shine his face upon you. Undergird you. And open our ears. And soften our hearts. That we might hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. Those that are.